John. And today we are drinking Founders Dirty Bastard. <laughs> it's a beer. We're not actually drinking Dirty Bastards. <laughs> <laughs> not Old Dirty Bastard, not any Dirty Bastard, but nope. we've got to say this beer is very good. We gave it a 2.5 stars out of 3. Our star system works from 0, 1, 2, and 3. Yeah. And before I forget, the introduction, of course, is always by... Greg Bird and the Smashing Zucchinis. Yeah. <laughs> but the yeah the the uh, was it is it Founders Brewing Founders Brewing that's what it's called. Yes, it's it's very good. It's uh it's pretty good beer. Kind of interested to see what else they make. They actually have quite a few other ones at the store. Yeah, we may have, try those too. They have a bunch of different types. This was their Scotch type ale, um, which is so. something that we're finding out that we're very fond of. Yeah. Um. See, the key to making a good beer is to make it as close to scotch or bourbon or whiskey or make it like some kind of a, like even just using the barrels helps, you know. It does. Yeah. <laughs> Basically what we're saying is you got to know how to make alcohol, period. Right. <laughs> just know how to make alcohol. Some people, when they're like, oh, I'm going to start working on a microbrew, and then Don't do it. they basically start making toilet water, and it's like, this is not a good beer. Nobody's going to drink this. Yeah. You wouldn't even give this to enemies. Like, <laughs> it's like some of them are just bad. But the, the, the Dirty Bastard's pretty good. It's pretty good. So, you know, if you see it uh, and you want to try something new, drink it. It's, it's pretty good. Yeah. Doesn't really have an aftertaste. It's uh, yeah. It's got cause it's got some pretty good flavor to it. It's uh, you know, much better than the horseshoes and or shit grenades. <laughs> shit grenades. I didn't. I didn't get through those the other episode. Either. He couldn't finish the last bottle. <laughs> well, there was the last bottle and the bottle before that really didn't get finished either. I poured that out. Yeah. Um. So don't drink that. It's just a waste of money. Yeah. Uh, it's probably better better used to uh pour back into the ground because it's like really yes not good but don't don't pour it directly onto the ground you know save the environment right uh, yeah don't poison the world with that shit because <laughs> you've already poisoned your body don't harm everything <laughs> so today we're talking about 47 ronin 47 ronin and before we get off the ground with this I had something that I just wanted to go ahead and say and put out there, and I even made a list to tell you, kind of gauge things right here. I think Keanu Reeves is one of the top 15 actors of our time. Uh, do you agree with that? Top 15? Do you, do you watch a lot of stuff? I watch yeah. a lot of Keanu movies. I mean, you know, even just like, you know, Point Break and... Uh, well, of course, the, you know the Bill and Ted's, but uh, you the know Matrix, the Matrix Steve movies, Constantine. Yeah. Um, there's uh, John Wick. <laughs> John Wick is amazing. Yeah, uh, he's not only one of the best actors; he's probably 
he's probably one of the best people ever to act, like, of all time, probably. Mm -hmm. He's just a really good person, and I have some stuff to talk about with that later on. Right now, I want to give a top 15 of all-time actors list. Oh, okay. And this this is opinion-based, so if you hear a name that you might not like or something like that, I, I don't care. <laughs> um, there's, a, uh, there's a post over there. You can go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. You can email me at beyondthehate.com or beyondthehate at yahoo.com, and, you know, I won't respond. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it would basically be junk. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know. But, okay, so I think um, the top actor has, well, should I go 15 to 1 or 1 to 15? Yeah, go from 15 down to number 1. Okay, number 15, I had to put him on there, Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins? <laughs> Tim Robbins is the GOAT. GOAT? I'm surprised he's not higher. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he's on there. He's definitely <laughs> on there. So 14, I might get a little arguments over from people. I put Tom Cruise. I like a lot of stuff he's in, and, you know, yeah. I don't care about him being half crazy. And, and what's what's like? What's your, your favorite movie of his? Oh, my favorite movie of Tom Cruise's. This is actually kind of tough. Because there's a lot of good ones. There are a lot of good ones. Oh, man, this is very hard. Probably Top Gun. Top Gun. Top Gun's probably my favorite with him in it. Yeah, it, it was... For me, it'd be Risky Business. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> i just play Cocktails. it. Cocktails. <laughs> yeah. But, no, no, no. no. Are The Color of Money. I loved him in The Cover, Color of Money with Paul Newman. That, that was a really great movie. Yeah. yeah. No, mine... Uh, mine would probably be Top Gun, although the... Uh, I mean, I guess with Mission Impossible, you'd have to consider like the whole thing, but... The first Mission Impossible was really good. And then the, uh, what was it, uh, the Rogue Nation? Yeah, I, I really loved that one. I, I still need to finish Rogue Nation. I didn't yeah, watch all super of it. Awesome. I've seen about an hour of it, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, okay. So Okay, so 13, I have Morgan Freeman. Morgan, okay. Yeah, he's, there's nothing that I see him in that I'm like, this guy's in the movie and he's always really good. He can do comedy, he can do drama. Um, he's a, he's kind of an every actor. He can be a little bit of everything. But right. nobody ever like sits down and you're like, okay, so who's in this movie? And then it's like, oh, it's Morgan Freeman. You're like, fuck, I don't want to watch this. Nobody ever says that. Everybody loves Morgan Freeman because he can he can basically do anything. Right, and just to not get hate on this or whatever, there's there's not gonna be um, like any Al Pacino's or Robert De Niro's in this because I think that they're they're in a category ten years before this. That's how I categorize them. This is last 20 years, people, type thing. So. Oh, okay. Okay, so that's, that's where we're getting there. All right, number 12, Christian Bale. Bale, okay, yeah. I could see that. The Prestige, awesome as Batman. He, he's done a lot of great things. I, um, uh, the, uh, American Psycho. Yeah, American Psycho. Yep. Um, all right, number 11, Will Smith. Have to put Will Smith there. He doesn't yeah. really make garbage. Um, nah. I mean, people will say the stuff that he makes is garbage, but... He doesn't make it. He doesn't make it. No. If anything, Will Smith makes your movie better. Like, right. uh, I, Robot was better because of him. Um, 
What's the uh, the other one? I Am Legend? That was really good. That That's kind of how I judge my best actors. I, I judge it off of the person that you can put in a movie and make it better. Like you They elevate them, it. Yeah, you could put them in, like, you know, Trash Fire Dingle Fuck. Or yeah. Whatever. And then... <laughs> Part know, two. People would be like, I can't wait until the second one comes out. Yeah. This was all... The mood, The story was kind of stupid, but <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, Trash Fire Dingle Fuck. That was an amazing movie. Yeah. All right, number 10 is Robin Williams. Because I feel like he definitely had that effect on things, going from stuff like Good Will Hunting to Mrs. Doubtfire. The fucking, uh, he was the, <laughs> in Aladdin. Yeah, in Aladdin. Uh, he, he brought so much to movies. You uh, know, Dead could, Poets Society. Yeah, he was could, really good in that. Fisher King. S- comedians thrive to be Robin Williams. I don't care who you are as a comedian. You thrive to, to meet that, that uh, medium right there where you can just cross over at will yeah and he could do that bicentennial man is one of my favorite movies he's patch done. adams patch adams was great he could he could do that he could go from one side to the other in an instant he was a great actor he's yeah a great person rest in peace robin Williams. yeah rest in peace robin uh the world's nine. worse off you by you not being here anymore yes it is you know i have to go back and watch your old movies when i'm depressed uh, number nine, I have Keanu Reeves right there at number nine. That's that's high praise for Keanu. Yeah, I have. But uh, we've always liked Keanu. That's the thing. Basically, everything he's been in, and I even watched some of his other movies whenever his so-called downfall happened, like Henry's Crime and uh, the Master uh, Master of Tai Chi. Oh, was it was it Man of Tai Chi? Man of Tai Chi. Not yeah, yeah, yeah. Master of Tai Chi is a Jet Li movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Man of Tai Chi, which he directed, it was it was pretty good. And it's just everything, when it, whenever he's present, you know, you, you can't tell me that if Keanu Reeves was Batman, people would just flock to that shit. <laughs> I mean, why not? I mean... You haven't seen some of the comments in here, have you, Steve? Well, I'm looking for it. <laughs> okay, so number eight's Heath Ledger. Okay. Yeah, so Heath Ledger was one of those guys that could be in movies and just, you know, from a knight's tale to playing the Joker. Uh, ten, ten things, things I, I hate about, about you. you. Yep. Uh, the Order, all those movies were... And really you could say what you want about Brookback, but he was really good in that movie. I never watched it, but, uh, I mean, it's just because I really don't watch movies like that. I didn't really ever care about <laughs> Ang Lee, honestly. <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah. All right, number seven, Brad Pitt. Okay. You know, of course, he's got to be on this list. He's had, yeah. like, one of the greatest careers of any actor ever. And that's one of the things that you notice about a lot of these is its versatility, mm-hmm. because Brad Pitt can do you know comedic roles. Then he can do like he can do some action stuff. He can do drama stuff. He can do a little bit of everything. You know. Yeah, this is what same I'm thing as he. Yeah, not not somebody that does one thing. Somebody that can kind of do everything. That brings me to my next person, Gary Oldman. Yeah. Um, he's number <laughs> six, and also he just won an Oscar. Um. Yeah, Gary Oldman's one of, another one of those guys that he can. And we've talked about Gary Oldman a lot because he was really you know a big part of the True Romance episode, and we we had him on the Dark Knight you know Rises episode because he's Commissioner Gordon. But the idea that you can go from like Drexel Spivey in True Romance, he was Drexy, <laughs> so sexy Drexy. Uh, he could be Drexel Spivey, then you could be Commissioner Gordon, then you can be Dracula. Like, it's he like, play Winston Churchill and win an Oscar. Right, yeah. 
Just the the and then he, and then he can also be Jean Baptiste Emmanuel Zorg. Yes. You know, like the the amount of things that he can be, and his versatility is what makes him such a good actor. And that also brings me to my next actor, Denzel Washington. Denzel, yeah. Yeah, number five on the list, Denzel. Denzel, I mean, and that's I think that's the thing too is like if you if you see a movie that has Denzel in it, you're like, okay, I'll watch this. You're almost immediately, even if you don't know shit about the movie, you only know the title and maybe you know a little bit from the trailer. I didn't know shit about The Equalizer. I had no fucking clue what that was. And then Steve was like, no, you gotta watch Equalizer. Denzel's fucking awesome in this movie. And I'm like, I'll give it a shot because it's Denzel. The movie's fucking awesome. It it's great. great. Um, and you're just thinking the whole time, like, I really want them to do another one of these. Like, he would be so good. But, I mean, he can... Because Denzel is another one of those, like, chameleon-type actors. He can basically be kind of like any character. Because, like, uh, was, like, Remember the Titans, and, like, uh, he can be, like, in Book of Eli, you know, and then Training Day, and all these different things that he's he's been in. He, he has the versatility that he can do all that. He can do so many great things. And that also brings me to another person. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, yeah. Mr. Woody himself. <laughs> Mr. Woody. Of all the damn characters. <laughs> it'd be like... Toy Story. We was actually talking about uh, a live action Toy Story. Like, uh, my son was watching Toy Story for the 900th time. <laughs> and uh, we was like, Tom Hanks is probably like, well, I can't play Woody in a live action Toy Story movie, but you know who could? His son, Colin Hanks. <laughs> right. <laughs> he looks and talks exactly like him, except he's younger. Yeah. So that would work out perfect. And then Buzz Lightyear would be who? Uh, Patrick Warburton. Patrick Warburton. <laughs> so that would be perfect. Just think about it. Just look at him in that Buzz Lightyear costume, exactly alike, pretty much. Who do you think could be the, uh, the uh, what's her name, uh, Jessie? She's like the, the female cowboy, the, the female deputy. That's that. That one's actually kind of interesting. Let's. Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick definitely could do it. Yes. Because she's redheaded and everything. Yeah, uh, I was thinking. Um, uh, I don't forgot her name now. Uh, Ellie Kemper. Uh, Ellie Kemper would be great. Yeah. But I was thinking about the chick from Daredevil and True Blood. Um, um, Deborah Ann Wall. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can see that. That was another thought that I had. So, yeah, that's just... Uh, Hollywood, get on that shit. Live action Toy Story. Get on that shit. Let's do this. <laughs> that, would be a, that would be a fucking train wreck. <laughs> that's not necessarily... They'll do that. We were just bullshit. Right. In a shed. It's so, like uh, Ham would be uh, Jack Black, the, Jack pig, Black. the piggy bank. <laughs> it would be an awesome Ham, I think. He would. He would. <laughs> okay, so number three is Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. You know, yeah. everything he does is pretty much Oscar worthy. He's basically nominated for every movie that he does now. Yeah, like Lincoln, There Will Be Blood, uh, Gangs of New York. New York yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, shit, he's basically. <laughs> it's like, you can think of like most of the ones that you can think of that were like up for like Academy Awards. It's like, oh, Daniel Day Lewis was not. That. that makes sense. <laughs> the, ne the next two, uh, two and one, uh, I consider the. Uh, most versatile actors probably of all time. Number two is Johnny Depp. Okay. I could see um, that. 
he can go from doing something like Public Enemy to be in Willy Wonka to be in Jack Sparrow, yeah, <laughs> Edward Scissorhands. Then he can go back and do something like Blow, and then he, he's uh, just Chocolat kinda, and yeah, Chocolat and uh, the Man Who Cried and Ninth Gate, Ninth Gate. And then he can go do From Hell. And then he can do. Uh, secret window and then he can do transparent it's just all kinds yeah. of different things that he can just do and that that's that's awesome he's Nintendo. another one of those like chameleon type actors that can just sort of be anybody he is he can be whatever you need him to be and that's that's what acting is yeah uh he doesn't actually have to be willy wonka to play him regardless of what <laughs> Millennials thing, right? Uh, okay, so number one is of course Leonardo DiCaprio. Leo. Yeah, Leo has been through a pretty successful career, but he's pretty much done everything, and done everything very well. Yeah, worked with some of the best people too, and that's just a top fifteen list. Just because they're not on the list doesn't mean that they're not good actors. Yeah, and some people would probably be on lists from different eras, but. Most of the people that you mention on there have had really big movies from at least like the 90s, the 2000s. Right. And I don't think, you know, don't, like I said, the Al Pacino De Niro thing wasn't because I didn't think they belonged on a list like Mm -hmm. this. If I'm doing top 10 of all time list, that's a different list. Yeah. Um, So that's, that's, uh, that's just something fun. That's where I wanted to show you where I placed Keanu. And you could argue it where you say that he can't act or whatever. I mean, the fact <laughs> is, he's worth more than you. Right. And he also gives up his salary a lot, so special effects could be better, uh, people happier. He he's one of the he's stars. one of the most selfless actors. Yes. Because he has plenty of money. I think I even saw like a thing when like was it on late night TV? I think he was he talking to Leno. I forgot exactly, but. You know, he was like, I have, he's like, I have plenty of money that I don't, he's like, I have enough money to live, like, several lifetimes, which he's probably immortal, so that would make he sense. He will have to live yeah. several lifetimes. <laughs> he will have to live several lifetimes, but. Hashtag you know, Keanu Vampire. Right, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, he, he uh, owns his own motorcycle company, too. Yes, he does. Arch Motorcycle yep. Company, yeah. Yep, because I was watching an episode of uh, Jay Leno's Garage, and. Leno actually went to his motorcycle plant to see them like work on it, like work on different you know vehicles and stuff. And then he got on uh, one of the bikes and rode around with Keanu like around in California and stuff, out on the highways and everything. It was pretty cool. That's awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'd like to go ride with Keanu. Yeah, that's the thing about Jay Leno. He can just call up Keanu and be like, "Hey, you want to go ride some bikes for a bit?" And it's like, "Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah showing up, man." It's like I gotta bring the camera crew with me. That's cool. <laughs> That'll advertise our uh, our company a little bit more. The thing about Keanu Reeves too, he's the same person off the camera as he, you know, he he, he is a good guy whether the camera's on or not. Yeah. Like the video you can look up for yourself where he, you know, he's he's taking the subway. Uh, for some reason, <laughs> uh, I think he just likes to, you know, do public transportation because you know he's not a dick. Right. Uh, and you know, this it's like that's like that song. What if God was one of us? Right. Right. Well, you know, if there was a walking God amongst us, it'd probably be Keanu. Yeah. He's he really is like one of the like nicest guys ever. He gets up out of his seat and gives the lady that walks on the subway 
you know, his seat, so he stands up the whole time. Yeah. He's just, that's, in the, I think that was in New York City, so you don't see that ever in New York City. No. <laughs> she's like, that fucking bitch can stand. Yeah. Oh, Fuck she, you, lady, you got here too late, as oh, my she's seat. pregnant, she's, she's, her water broke, fuck you, bitch. Yeah. I sat here first. I got here first. <laughs> you gotta deal with it now. Keanu's not like that. <laughs> no, he, you know, you need a hand, he'd probably chop it off and give it to you. I mean, it's, <laughs> he, he's not, he's not like that. And it's, it really pains me to see people hate him so much. It's like, I hate his movie so no. much. Oh, you're going to have fun with this episode then, Steve. Oh, well, I already know what's <laughs> going to happen. Because yeah. I've already heard people say stuff like this, but it's just, it's just not justified. Yeah. And, uh. <clears throat> time to crush. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so 47 Ronin. Uh, fill the people in on the the box office and stuff like that. You got all that stuff. Yeah, okay. Yeah. The, the budget for this movie was $175 million. It was actually lower, but Universal um, prod it with the director, uh, Carl Reich, I think is his name. Yeah, Carl Wrench. Wrench, okay. I, yeah. miss, I missed the letter. Wrench, um, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, uh, he wanted a different version of this he wanted more like western samurai grittiness type thing he wanted it to be a little bit more historically accurate not as much on the the fantasy element of it yeah keanu was still supposed to be a part of it he just wanted a little bit grittier but uh universal uh yeah universal wanted Mm -hmm. uh to kind of catch up with like the harry potters and stuff of the world so they wanted a lot of visual effects and a lot of fight scenes and stuff like that so the budget, a lot of uh, fantasy magic and stuff. Yeah, the budget was really somewhere around like a hundred million or something like that. But because of reshoots and reshoots it, and Universal just uh, they cut the director out of the editing room, and anytime you do that, that's going to cost you more money. Mm-hmm. What um, does that sound like? <laughs> that sounds like ultraviolet. That does sound like <laughs> ultraviolet. This, this movie, the the movie itself is still still really good, but it even yeah. could have been better. If the studios wouldn't have been like, no, this this has to be this exact way. We got to spend this much money, so it ended up making 151 million in worldwide box office. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you break it down to, I think it's interesting because uh, if you go on to uh, boxofficemojo.com, uh, they're not a sponsor. I just like going there because it's good info. Mojito. <laughs> yeah, a box office mojito. Now that'd be totally different. Um, that would be a delicious drink. That would be a delicious drink. <laughs> hey, I wonder if Hey, they... man, you want some of my mojito? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, they could make one for Suicide Squad and, and call it a monumental failure. Um, but... <laughs> no, 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 no. Monumental failure hito. <laughs> <laughs> mojito, yeah. Um, it tastes like sadness. Uh... <laughs> so it tastes like summer love. Okay, yeah, <laughs> exactly. See, it all comes full circle. Um, but when you look at this, 25% of what the money that it made was in America. Almost 75% of it was made in the foreign box office. It made 113, um, yeah, 113 million uh, in the uh, around the world. And well, that, that that's that's good though. I mean, that, that shows you that the foreign box office is, can can come to participate. Yeah. To movie. So, and that, that's probably mainly because of Keanu. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. 
The crazy thing is, though, is that the most money that it made in one particular market was not made in Japan. Well, we we talked about Japan's market before. It's very small yeah. as far as movie goers. They're more of a TV country. We said this in the Ghost in the Shell episode, mm-hmm. and yeah, usually what what does it say? Like two point six million dollars or something. Uh, two point eight million. Two point eight million dollars, and, so, and th- this that's, is <laughs> that's a successful movie in Japan. That's a really successful movie in Japan. Mm-hmm. Considering that it was released. Uh, what several weeks before it was released in America because it was released uh, was it December sixth, yeah December sixth of twenty thirteen. So it came out several weeks because in America it came out on Christmas Day, and so it made two point eight million, almost three million dollars, which in Japan's pretty good. Twenty six million dollars in the foreign box office came from Russia. Oh yeah. And then, and then John Wick happened, and they're like, fuck Keanu. <laughs> Keanu, we loved you. We loved you. We, we, we watched 47 Ronin. Nobody else watched it as much as we did. And then you make a movie, two movies, where you kill nothing but Russians. Fuck you. <laughs> you are not our comrade anymore. Um, I'm not really good at that accent. I just tried, but. Oh, no, you nailed it. <laughs> thanks. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> no, no, no guy, you, you got it. You don't have to keep doing it. <laughs> right? <laughs> You, your Russian accent's like Zangief. Yeah. <laughs> Street Fighter. Yeah. Hey, you know what? If, if you could be a barrel-chested badass like Zangief, why not, right? It's also funny, too, because it only made like $25,000 in Nigeria. But it's like... <laughs> I mean, that's not weird to Africa's me. not its target demographic, though. Do they have though. one theater in Nigeria? Yeah. <laughs> That's probably all that money came from the one, <laughs> the one theater, theater in Nigeria. Which, to me, if they have one theater in Nigeria, uh, that's a success. <laughs> We're going to be very racist here in a minute. If we, lost... <laughs> we know nothing about Nigeria. We don't know shit about Nigeria, <laughs> it no. It could be like... Huge, have like 500 theaters. And we just don't know because we're dirty Americans. We're dirty uh, Americans. <laughs> you uncultured swine. Uncultured swine. But, uh, but yeah, I just, the whole thing I think about this is that if you look at like what it made in box office, it, it, it didn't come across as a flop. Like in America, it would look like a flop because it only made like 38 million. But when you look at how much it made overseas, it, it, they only lost like what about twenty million on this, you know, which is still pretty bad. But it's not as bad as like some other movies that just bombed completely. But that's the thing is that this movie is trying to be a lot of different things, and when you try to have like mysticism and like true stories about Japanese culture, and then you throw in Keanu Reeves and you have all these different things, you have kind of a weird audience. It's it's too violent for kids. So you can't really take kids to go see this. I mean, you got, yeah, how many people commit ritual seppuku in this movie? Like, there's a lot of people that commit seppuku in this movie. That's not really a bad thing, though, in Japan. No, not in Japan, but you can't show that shit to kids over in America. Yeah, yeah. Because it'd be like, there's just, you're you're basically saying that you're, you know, you're, it's about suicide. And it's like, no, 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 that's not at all what seppuku is. It's like, if you don't understand what that is, then this might not be the movie for you, you know? You see the uh, producer credit, Erwin Stoff? Yeah. That is Keanu Reeves' manager. Oh, really? And has been since the day he started acting. Oh, really? And still is. 
Huh. Well, that's interesting. Keanu does not replace people. <laughs> he's a very loyal person. And just to give you a little bit of history of Keanu, I'm going to go through this real quick before we get to the con- comments. Yeah. Okay, so his mother, Patricia Taylor, is English. Okay. His father, Samuel Reeves Jr., is native Hawaiian and Chinese. So, he's part Asian, mm-hmm. Hawaiian, English. Okay. Uh, in high school, he was an amazing goalie. They called him the wall. <laughs> he was so good. Like, everything that I read on the research, like, he was just amazing. He could have probably went pro. Like, it, that's the crazy thing is, like, yeah, Keanu Reeves, like, you know, he's really good with weapons. He knows martial arts. You know, he can, like, you know, build motorcycles. Oh, and also, he's, like, a really badass goalie. Probably could have been in the NHL. And you're like, what the fuck? That's a yeah. really weird... That's a lot of really weird shit to be good at. <laughs> he dropped out of high school to pursue acting. Yeah. That's why he didn't go pro. He decided to go... His first movie was Youngblood. He played a goalie. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So, I already m- mentioned Erwin Stoff. Uh, that's still his manager. Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers, Keanu Reeves, and River Phoenix all lived with director Gus Van Zandt. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, whenever they were all up and coming. And they used yeah, to jam together. And re- Yeah, when River was still around, yeah. Yeah. He gave $80 million of his $114 million to the special effects people who did the Matrix sequels. Mm. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so, okay. Um, we talked about his Arch Motorcycle Company... Uh, his girlfriend and daughter passed away 15 months of each other. Um, Is that one of the reasons he ended up doing John Wick? Was because probably. of the tie He's to very it. emotionally tied to stuff like that. And he's, you know, that, that stuff like that's probably, I mean, it's really hard to take. I mean, he's he seems like he's an emotional person anyway, somebody that cares about everything. Yeah. He has a secret charity, charity he doesn't put his name to, like you, you'll hear, like, you know, all these other celebrities connect their names to charities and stuff like that is because they want good PR and they want tax write-offs. He actually, you know, it's really hard to find the name of his charity because it's hard to link his name to any of it. Because he donates anonymously? Yeah, but yeah. he has like 13 charities that he donates to, like Kids with Cancer and um, uh, hockey players with spinal injuries, stuff like that, because there's a lot of those. Yeah. Um, and he, uh, another, there's there's actually hundreds of facts about this dude that's just great. I just wrote down <laughs> some of the ones that I felt like mentioning on this show. He does this thing where he randomly uh, will go and just sit by a homeless person and spend time with him. <laughs> it's just something he does. That's uh, that's pretty interesting. Imagine if you're just if you're just sitting on like a like a bench somewhere, and you got like you're wrapped in newspaper. You know, you're a homeless person, and then Keanu just like shows up and it's like, "What's like, up, man?" Sits down with you. And it's like, "How are you doing? You want to talk about anything?" And it's like, is Keanu Reeves just Keanu Reeves? It's... Like for real? <laughs> he just showed up and just sat next to me. Why? I... The other the other like the other homeless people are like under the bridge somewhere, and they're like. Like, so, you know, did you find any food today? Yeah, I found food, but also, like, I found Keanu Reeves. <laughs> they were like, what? What? 
No, you're just going crazy, man. You must just be like hallucinating. No, Keanu like sat with me and like talked to me. He brought me a bagel, right? And we drank coffee and talked for like two hours, right? Like, and then he was just like, "Hey, I gotta go catch this bus, man. I'll talk to you later." And I'm a like, bus? "I'm like, Keanu, your text Lamborghini, me? right?" I don't yeah. have one of those. <laughs> That's I got a motorcycle, weird. but I like the bus. Right, yeah. I'm going to talk to people on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll see what their life is like. I am an FBI agent! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, imagine if he just shows up uh, onto, onto a bus that does that. <laughs> I am an FBI agent! Everybody's like, it's fucking calories! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, nobody's going to terrorize that bus that day. Look, before we get to this hate, any motherfucker on this list, if they ever came face-to-face with Keanu Reeves, they wouldn't say shit. They wouldn't say shit to this guy. One reason is because they would be in awe. They'd be like, we're not worthy! We're not worthy! Secondly, he would whoop your ass. He would legit <laughs> beat your ass. If you ever looked up the video, this has nothing to do with the fighting, but he, he's actually a le- kind of a legit fighter, too. Yeah. You looked up the video where he goes through the course with the weapon... Mm-hmm. You can look it up on his YouTube. John Wick training. Yeah, and you you see him clear that course. You don't want to fuck with that guy. No, because like Keanu, like in an actual situation, would would be pretty tactically sound. Like the zombie dude, apocalypse. I am finding Keanu. Right I'm behind him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's like, survive this shit, Keanu. Yeah, uh, Mila Jovovich could probably do a lot of it too, because. <laughs> Just think of like how much gun training she has and weapons training and Imagine martial arts. Imagine if those two had a kid. Yeah. That kid would be the savior of the world. Right. He'd be like, <laughs> okay, everybody, the zombies are attacking. It's just like I'll 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 lead everybody. It's like who the fuck are you? Okay, I'm the I'm the the child of Mila Jovovich and Keanu Reeves. Oh, okay. Well, fuck. We're good hands then. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Lido. Lido. Go do your thing, man. <laughs> Uh, but uh, 47 Ronin has uh, quite a good bit of hate for it. It actually got a 15% on Rotten Tomatoes, which it's like, there's a, there's other movies that like people have done that get like better ratings than 15%, and they're not considered good movies. This movie gets a lot of shit, especially from critics. Critics really hated this movie, but... Um, uh, the fan, a lot of the fans did too. So it's okay. Critics are my speciality. You're right. So this is uh, so this first comment. They gave it a two out of ten, and it says uh, not impressed at all. And it's made by T. Fay, and this is uh, January of 2014. Most of these are from like 2013, 2014 because of how dare you I make can... your name sound familiar like Tina Fay? Yeah, because when I first saw that, I was like, it's it's F A Y E, so it's not spelled like Tina Fay's is, but it's like, eh, no, Tina Fay wouldn't be this this horrible about this. Uh, but it says narrow in scope. This movie attempts to stereotype Asian culture using the history of the Forty Seven Ronin as a loose reference. I think that meant loose reference. Uh, but, you know, you lost on that sentence because you spelled it wrong. Uh, another one of Hollywood's poor attempt uh, to draw on the appeal of Eastern culture for Western viewers, with the cliché of the central Caucasian character immersed in an Oriental backdrop, not convincing enough as either fantasy or action-adventure. Tragic waste of acting talent and cinematography as it was trumped by the weak, dull, far-too-predictable plot and dialogue. Suitable for those who enjoy shallow representations of foreign culture. 
<laughs> you couldn't see that. It's a quote, air quotation. There's quotes around foreign culture. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, is that he's not a he's not just a fully Caucasian character. He's a half breed. They mention him as that throughout the movie. I mean, his name is actually Kai in the movie, but he's referenced as a half breed because and Constantine half breed meant half angel, half demon. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And that's one of the reasons that Keanu liked doing something like this because he himself is like basically a half breed. Yeah, English. Well, more than a half, but yeah, English, he's like a he's Hawaiian, like a multi breed. There's some other things there too, but th- that's just the basic like of his two parents. Yeah, that's like the bulk of what he's what he is genetically. Yeah, but the <laughs> but it's the uh, Hollywood's poor attempt to draw on the appeal of Eastern culture for Western viewers. Okay, so let's say um, the social justice people will always say, like, they don't put uh, enough uh, Asian actors in a movie that's supposed to be based around Asian culture. How much of this movie has uh, Asian actors, and specifically Japanese actors, in it? All of it. Except Keanu. Except Keanu. Yeah. So... And the thing is, if this movie had all Japanese people in it, it would be a Japanese movie. Yep. And How much no money one, would it make then? It would make. What, what would it make in Japan? In, in Japan, this made two point eight million. It'd make two point eight million dollars. That's exactly what it'd make. It'd come over here and it had DVD sales. Right. Not box office. You put Keanu Reeves in the movie, and then you have a box office movie. That's the only way they can get the budget for this. Mm-hmm. And they actually they actually pushed to have them include more Keanu in the movie. Yeah, because his character was supposed to be in it always, but he was supposed to be a minor character. And they made him a bigger character by giving him the love story. Right. But when you look at how much of the budget they used to make not only the kimonos, but the samurai armor... All of the weapons, which are basically like period-accurate katanas, look at how much money they spent on just costuming and set building and all that kind of stuff to make this look like 1700-era Japan. You which know? I'm pretty sure I think the, the costume and design won an award for this movie. Uh, I can't remember exactly if it did, but you can look at it and tell that, like, damn, there's some really it's good very costuming. Good. They, because they wanted to make it very accurate. To, to what it would have looked feudal like. Japan. And um, like we said, the director had fights with the studios. And the studios are always going to win because they're the investors. They're the, they're ones, the ones that are making it. <laughs> I mean, but this movie is really good. Like, I can, I can watch it, you know, over and over again. It's, it's, it's very good. And that's what I consider a good movie. Not like, oh, that was stupid. Why didn't he just so and so, so and so? Or, you know. It, it's it's something that slow builds mm-hmm. and when you know the more Keanu you get in this movie the better <laughs> yeah. and everybody else around them is acting really good too yeah I mean there's a lot of really I good mean, actors Shang Tsung is in this movie <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kari Hiroyuki Tagawa that's what I said Shang Tsung <laughs> <laughs> your soul is mine <laughs> He's also in Bridge of Dragons with Dolph Lundgren. Right, he's in a lot of movies that we like because he's also because yeah he's Mortal Kombat and 
he, he showed up and because we talked about him during the uh, the Timothy Dalton podcast we did, the Timothy Dalton James Bond T-Dalt. podcast. T Dalt, uh, Mr. Pickle Pants. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, uh, but um, so for the people who who maybe don't know, the story of the Forty Seven Ronin is like legendary with within Japan because it's. And a lot of people will nitpick the shit out of this movie and be like, that's not really how the story went. It's like, yeah, because in this interpretation, there's witches, there's demons, there's like magic, the the, 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 the Tengu warriors that, you know, Kai came from, the, you know, Keanu's character, you know, they have like, you know, mystical powers and all this kind of stuff and they have like super speed and fucking really weird crazy demon eyes <laughs> like i don't know like when you see the 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 tengu guys like the the monks at that like temple then he, when he takes you know like oishi and some of the other ronin there to get help from the tengu because they need weapons right and you see the fucking dude that like trained him as a boy and his eyes are all fucking weird it's like all fish like and stuff it's like crazy yeah he his eyes are like fucking weird when you first see that you're like Okay, this this is fucking weird, but this is like, I want to see what happens inside this temple because this is something we it's don't know. It's one of know. the best scenes in the whole movie. Yeah, um, the, it's the, actually kind of funny what Kai is based off from. Yeah, uh, uh, William Adams. Yeah, uh, is a historical figure. He was an English sailor who uh, became the first Western samurai. And okay, I'm gonna attempt the name. I'm gonna attempt. <laughs> oh shit! Here we go. Okay. Matomi. Nope. Monotoma. Nope. <laughs> He's already fucked up. Monotomi. Nope. <laughs> you want me to look at it and see? Monta Mota Yoshi Sun. I said it wrong again. <laughs> okay, where is it? Let me see. How do you say it's this? It's right there. Uh, Minamoto Yoshis- Yoshisun? Yeah, that's how I said it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he was a uh, 12th generation warrior who was trained by Tenju martial arts. Uh, so it's a, a combination of those two char- historical characters. Those are all. That's kind of what Kai is supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, that's what Kai is supposed to be. They based him off something, just not something his- historical person. If they. They kind of combine people to make him. Yeah, because from different eras of history. Right, uh, but so speaking about the story, right? Here's the next comment: uh, a disgrace and insult to a timeless and beautiful story. And this is uh, made by Turtle Heart. <laughs> Turtle Heart. Oh, they give it a one out of ten. By the way, I forgot. I, I had scrolled past that already. Uh, so this is Turtle Heart, and <laughs> this is January of 2014. I am Turtle Heart! So this is like the next month basically after it came out. Because mm-hmm. it came out in, you know, like Christmas Day 2013. It's like total nonsense. I expect all my Hollywood movies to be historically accurate. Right. Yeah, because that's going to fucking happen with a $175 million budget. Um, <laughs> They're like, no, you're going to have to blow shit up. <laughs> you're going to have to destroy some shit. we got to be able to justify this We're having this much money. shit down. I mean, there's going to be dragons and fucking... <laughs> yeah, there's going to have demons and shit in those fucking magical beasts with like six eyes and shit. Can we get Radcliffe? Can we get Daniel Radcliffe? No, yeah. he's not available. He can't like actually do magic, man. <laughs> Fuck! 
So all those Harry Potter movies, those aren't documentaries? <laughs> and it's like, no, that's not at all a documentary. Not real. J.K. Rowling wrote that shit. Is yeah. It, isn't she a documentarian? No. No. <laughs> uh, but it says, uh, no, <laughs> this is absolute nonsense, a disgrace towards the very idea of what a good film should be. The story of the 47 Ronin has been told with great sensitivity, artistic excellence, and masterful storytelling by several Japanese producers and directors. When told straight up, is an incredible story of loyalty, revenge, and intrigues, and incredible richness of ancient Japanese life and culture. The very idea that this incredible story could have been, and they fucked this up, could have been canoed? <laughs> Kano? And I think they meant they to say about the dude from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Kano? No. Uh, it's been Kanoed. It's, uh, it's more close to Kano than Ke Keanu. It's supposed to be Keanuud, but they fucked it up and spelled it wrong. <laughs> and turned Yeah, the story could it's be It's like getting Kane nude. That's what he's talking it, it, Right, about. yeah. Um maybe story... that's what they should have been doing instead of on IMDb. <laughs> Just get, just get the, just get the, you know, the Singapore cane and just whip me in the back, dude. You're naked. I know. That's what makes me excited. That's why I'm Canadian. Can Canadian. Okay. So uh, the very idea that this incredible story could be canoed and turn into a pointless and tasteless Hollywood film is frankly disgraceful. You know what's disgraceful? Everyone's always trying to come up with fucking words that <laughs> seem like they're smart, and yeah. they just fuck up. Right. They just fuck everything up. Right. Especially when you can't even spell the na man's name correctly. Like, it's... <laughs> This is 2014. What was Google broke that day? I don't know. Yeah, that was that was the yeah January 12th, 2014. The internet fucking broke and he couldn't figure out how to spell Keanu Reeves. <laughs> it's like, um, but uh, uh, it did says. He, did he type this on a typewriter and then like scan it or something? What yeah, was like, exactly. I'll turn it autocorrect off. I'm a genius. Yeah, I don't need that shit. I'm smart. I can fly. I'm a pilot. I'm a pilot. <laughs> uh, it says... Um, Randy Quaid? The better Quaid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it says, I have been a fan of many outstanding films made by Japanese filmmakers over many decades. Many of the greatest films ever made were made by these craftsmen, artists, actors, producers, and directors. The story of the 47 oh, wait, Ronin... On, <laughs> so does that qualify you to shit on Keanu? So is that what he's saying? These are my qualifications. I watched some Japanese movies. I've seen Fuck some Keanu Reeves. <laughs> I've seen some of these movies, and I know that Keanu doesn't be doesn't belong in it. Yeah, uh, I've watched a bunch of Asian films too. Doesn't make me a fucking expert on Asian films. Yeah, yeah, we're we're not weeaboos, like you know. <laughs> <laughs> we are not weeaboos. T-shirt idea. Right. <laughs> Let's get this shit made. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's just people were like, you just see shirts that says like, "We are not weeaboos," and yeah, they're like, "What? What is that a reference to?" Um. Let's do it seriously. Let's get some. Yeah, right. I want one right now. Right. Uh, it says uh, 
the story of the 47 Ronin is a great human story that should not be tampered with like this. The real tragedy here is that the original story, based upon actual historic events, is such a great story, there's no reason to adopt or adapt it. Telling it straight up is the way to go. I have to admit I am furious at this shallow and trumped up farce. That's the second time uh, Trump or Trumped has popped up in these comments. They just discovered the word. You always yeah. find out when someone like finds something on the internet or... You know, something's like, oh, that's a cool word. I'm using it, like, yeah. all the time now. Like, uh, dick face. I'll use it a lot when I'm talking about this guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, we discovered that yesterday. Yeah. Yep. Yesterday. Uh, as soon as I seen turtle fart. <laughs> turtle fart. That's, yeah, it's not a turtle art. It should be turtle fart. Uh, why would any honorable filmmaker want to create this vulgar and senseless farce about such a great story? Is the film uh, revenge from... Talentless producers and writers for their inability to tell a story so beautifully told by the Japanese themselves. Mm -hmm. Is the film, in fact, a racist attack against the Japanese film industry? The basic perversion of the story by these actors and filmmakers has some subversive reason for existing. Perhaps we can hope that uh, the the many fine historians, critics, and analyses of film can help us understand this sad and terrible excuse and ignorance and truly yellow excrement of filmmaking over time. Okay, let me explain this to you. Alright, so you want to know why a lot of these mythologies aren't historically accurate anymore? I'll tell you why. Someone was ran out of Hollywood by doing that. His name was Wolfgang Peterson. He was telling you know, Greek and Roman tragedies in movies, and ended them the exact way that they were ended. And people fucking hated it. They wanted the good guy to win, no tragedy, but that just wasn't how it was written. Yeah. So Hollywood's like, well, that's not what people want. Yeah. They want different things. They, they want, want happier endings. Happier endings and stuff like that. So they're like, well, fuck that. Let's make stuff like 300. That's not how that shit went down either. Yeah. It's a badass movie. <laughs> it's an awesome movie. It's an awesome comic. That's not how it went down. Actually, historically, that shit never even happened. It was just a story they told to inspire Greece. Yeah. <laughs> and it worked. But that shit, that exact thing didn't really happen. Yeah. It wasn't 300 people. It was more like, what, 30,000 people or something they ended up finding out. But it was a story about 300. Yeah. That's the story that they spread through. Yeah, because even at the very beginning, the the Spartan that's basically retelling the story, he's telling it to troops at another battle to inspire them about King Leonidas and, and the, his the, the this this mighty three hundred Spartans that stood by him until death. Yeah, because it's his, it's inspirational. Yeah, that's but what it's supposed to be. It was Greece propaganda. The thing that gets <laughs> me about this is that people will shit on this and say it's a bad adaptation. You put all these like weird fantasy like witchcraft and demons and all this kind of stuff but yet the same style of movie directed by ang lee crouching, crouching tiger, tiger hidden, hidden dragon, dragon has a lot of this mystical elements in it the green we destiny is like so this much. indestructible sword you've got them fighting in fucking bamboo trees and They're people bouncing off twig limbs and flying 20 fucking feet in the air yeah 
And you guys are like, this is awesome. They sucked that movie's dick immediately when they saw it because they're like, oh, this is like beautiful Asian storytelling. And you've got, you know, basically tons of Chinese people in that movie from like Chow Yun Fat, Michelle Yeoh, Zhang Ziyi. Like that cast is almost entirely Chinese. You know, Chow Yun wasn't fat, but Chow now is fat. <laughs> It's <laughs> probably the stupidest shit I think you've ever seen. <laughs> oh god. Um but uh but yeah anyway <laughs> But everybody would be like, oh yeah, like House of Flying Daggers, there's some like mystical type shit in that movie. Martial arts movies and movies that are like <sighs> that are Asian based have a lot of this kind of shit in it because in some cases, yes, the actual story of the 47 Ronin, they follow the template of that to a T in this movie, you know, like the basic plot of the, of the movie mirrors what happened with the actual 47 Ronin that was written down in history. The thing is, is that if you do this purely as just a nothing but a period drama that takes place in feudal Japan, you're not going to be able to get a $175 million budget to make no, that movie. you need like $5 million to make that movie. Yeah, you only need enough really just to do costuming and stuff like that. Because if you don't include CG in that movie and you make it as a truly just period accurate, no you know witches, no demons, no magic, no crazy beasts, like none of that kind of shit. You're not going to be able to release this at a very large scale. This is a large universal project that they worked on. They got Keanu because they're like, well, we have, you know, Keanu who's like an international star. And then we're going to get some of the greatest actors in Japan to be in this movie. And there's some really good ones in here, too. Like we mentioned Kari Hiroyuki Tagawa, but then uh, The Witch is played by Rinko Kikuchi. If I'm saying that right. <laughs> uh, so, you know, you've yep. got really, really good actors in this that are, you know, playing these roles. And pretty much everybody on this whole cast, uh, like who, the lady who played uh, Mika, the, the well, not princess, but the, the daughter of Lord, Lord Asano, uh, Ko Shibasaki, uh, you know. Yep, Kielbasa Sausage. <laughs> Kielbasa Sausage. Um, but you know, like she's really good in this movie. And then you have, uh, yeah, Min Tanaka. He played Lord Asano. He did really good in this movie as, you know, the, the, the leader of house Asano. Everybody was good in these movies. But if you yeah. think a lot of martial arts movies, even not just samurai movies, just martial arts movies in general are realistic. And you're like, Oh, I like how they did that. Most of them are. Yeah. You think Gently can beat nine people at once? I mean, probably, but not. Gently probably not, could. Not twenty. That's a bad example, Steve. Not twenty. Jackie um, Chan couldn't fight nine people at once. No, well, I mean, <laughs> Jackie Chan's you know an obstacle fighter. If you got some doors and shit around there, <laughs> sacks of flour, chairs, some bars he can slide through, tables. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's just. Like, the whole idea that it would be a racist attack against the Japanese film industry? Yeah, this entire movie is full of Japanese people. And it's more like a tribute. Yeah. Uh, what's wrong with glorifying 
great uh, tales. What do yeah, we do with King Arthur? Yeah, we always glorify it. I mean, most people still argue if that actually existed or not, but it doesn't matter. It's a part of the history. Right. You know, even if he was real or not, because people can't decide if that was real or not, I'm thinking it was real. Uh, to a degree. Yeah, it has to be but, based off something. But if Merlin was a real dude, would he have been like some kind of sorcerer that could do magic no, to help he Arthur? he probably would have just been... You know, he, he probably would have just been, like, very resourceful person. And it's like everybody thought he was a wizard because he always had things or had people that had his back. or You know, very scientific, These probably. stories get he probably, changed. He probably, like, could, you know, he probably made, like, gunpowder or something like that. And they're like, oh, he's a wizard. What the fuck? Uh, <laughs> what the fuck is that? You he's know? a warlock. <laughs> <laughs> that dude's powerful as shit. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, we're so willing to look at something like King Arthur and be like, that's really cool. Then we take something like 47 Ronin and it's like, let's jazz it up a little bit and we'll throw some witches in there. We'll throw some demons in there. Because the actual historical reason for uh, Lord Kira it basically like doing something to Lord Asano that would make him attack Kira... They're, and historically, they don't know. They think that possibly he might have insulted him or insulted his house. And then he had, he tried to attack him. And then when they when they found him, they were basically like, okay, well, you're going to have to die now because you can't just attack another noble. Like, you can't attack right. somebody from another noble house, like another lord, you know. And so, like, in, in this movie, the Shogun is basically like... Show because it's <laughs> shown up, but the the thing is, that he's basically saying is that like, look, you fucked up real, real bad because you attacked another another royalty basically. But because you know what your house has done and and the kingdom that you've been over and everything, like the land that you've run, the people, Akko, the the territory, you've done a really good job and you've been very good in your life normally. So I will allow you to take a warrior's death. And you will basically commit seppuku so that it does not taint your house, it does not taint your nobility, and you know your daughter can live on without shame that her father died proud. That's what seppuku is. It's allowing the warrior to maintain his dignity into the afterlife, so that you are not shamed, your children are not shamed. You know your house will be seen in history as a house that was uh, that was you know. Uh, was always, you know, in integrity and honor and that kind of thing. It's it's right. a, it's a it's a, uh, it's a it's a warrior's way of going out. So he allows him to do that. But nobody really knows exactly what the fuck Kira did to uh, to Lord Asano to make him turn against him like that. So in this movie, they're like, well, what if it was like a witch just like fucked with him and made him hallucinate that Kira was like raping his daughter, you know? So they took a little bit of a liberty with that. But it's like, a lot of these movies have fantastical shit in them. You know, you do the same thing with, like, the right. King Arthur legends and the sword and the stone. Like, that shit's not real. You think you can pull a sword out of a stone and all of a sudden you can become a king and all that shit? That's not real. And, you know, and the whole thing about, like, the, the witch, like, corrupting him and making him see hallucinations that his daughter's being raped by Lord Kira. That's just something they added in to be like, this is why he turned on Kira and then, you know, they're even like, you know, but Lord, you were bewitched, you know. And he was like, I, you know, what can I do? I, I struck I struck him, I tried to kill him, and this is my punishment. I have to deal with this now. 
you know. But their way of, uh, of like, explaining how that happens was that the witch got into his mind. It's also kind of funny, too. Like, we, we just got through doing a movie where the character that has heterochromia, where they have two different colored eyes in their right. pupils. And so and does, the, so does uh, the, the, the witch. witch. Yeah, because in this movie, she has a blue left eye, and then she has a normal brown eye on her right. And also, you know, regular brown eye. <laughs> Steven's shaking his head. <laughs> Ridiculous. Right. Uh, but that, what does that sound like? That sounds like Simon Phoenix, because Simon Phoenix and Demolition Man has a blue left eye and a normal right eye. I was going to say it sounded like Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Okay, so I have a clip that I want to play from this movie. Uh, so I'm going to play that for you guys right now. I will search for you through a thousand worlds and ten thousand lifetimes until I find you. Yeah, I always thought we should have seen the sequel to that. But, you know, they would have been like, well, that's not historically accurate. You can't actually do that. No shit. Right. Or maybe you can. You don't know. Yeah. You've never died before, and you don't know what happens after this. Nope. But you'd probably still bitch about that. You know, I know this whole afterlife thing is cool. Yeah, heaven, but where? where's the drugs? <laughs> <laughs> the drugs is what got you here. <laughs> yeah, but now that I'm dead, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter, you know? So let me get this straight. There is no help. No, I'm about to make it, though. I mean, I, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, so anyway, but, but yeah, so that scene is basically Keanu Reeves not acting. Yeah, not acting. That, that <laughs> scene gives me, like, chills. It's awesome, you know? Yeah. I'll search. Yeah. It's badass. It's awesome. Yeah. He's one of those guys that, takes culture very seriously mm-hmm. you know he's he's not japanese but you know he, he's he's chinese and he has he's part asian he's so part asian and also you know some parts of hawaii are you know very heavy on japanese immigrants and stuff like that mm-hmm. and native hawaiian that's that's what his father's classified as but i, I would like to know what island he was from yeah, because he's such a mixture of <laughs> stuff himself. Yeah. But the other thing, too, is that his like his name is actually Hawaiian. Keanu is a Hawaiian word. It means cool breeze. Yeah. Which uh, which is kind of interesting that he's, like, he's named that. Because like, when you hear that, you're like, oh, so that... Such a unique name. Yeah. And, you know, uh, he plays a Ohio State quarterback twice in his career point break and the replacements yeah because johnny utah <laughs> yeah johnny utah was a football player that's right not gonna be confused with uh johnny manzel <laughs> who was a fuck mess he don't play football <laughs> he does he don't do really anything right now he, he's here to party you're right yeah that's exactly why he doesn't play football but anyway uh so the next comment uh they gave it a one out of ten so, uh, shocking, of yeah. course. 
Uh, it says, A New Level of Bad. <laughs> a New Level of Bad. And this is made by Nikola Borisov. Uh, so oh, yeah, he, he he kills this dude in John Wick. Yeah, <laughs> this guy probably ends up getting killed by John Wick. Nicola, so. when did he make this? 2014? Yep, March yeah, 2014. He was marked. Keanu read this and like, fuck it, I'm making John Wick. Yeah. All, all these fucking... I'm guys. killing all these Russians. And then Russians are like, but we're the country that watched your movie the most. <laughs> besides like, America. Yeah, to bash it apparently. Right. <laughs> Motherfucker. fuck you guys. <laughs> Because when I was doing this, I was like, I was like, with a name like Nikola Borisov, I'm like, he's he's got to be either like Ukrainian or Russian or something like that, you know, uh, and uh, or he, who knows, he might be from Georgia. I would like to think not Ukraine. Mila's from Ukraine, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna assume that he's Russian. Yeah. <laughs> <So> uh, <laughs> Mila Kunis. That's a little bit different. Yeah, the Milas are different, but the Milas are different. Yeah, they're they're still equally as awesome. Yes, exactly. Uh, but it says I wouldn't have wasted time writing oh, this. Oh, no, no, I'm not done. <laughs> Fuck you, Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they just randomly drop Ashton Kutcher in this. Uh, but it says I wouldn't have wasted uh, time writing about this or er, movie, which is in quotes. <laughs> Movies in quotes. No, it's a movie, whether you put in your quotes or not. Yeah, it still exists. Uh, but I was scandalized at scandalized. Se- I was scandalized at seeing the positive reviews. Who writes this stuff? And the impossibly high positive score. People, probably. Yeah, and the impossibly high score on IMDb. So I felt that my duty as a responsible human being is to warn the unsuspecting victims. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, it gets worse. This dude's acting like he's like saving people from Dahmer. Right. Yeah. I know that there's a guy out there killing people, so I've got to warn everybody. I'm the only one who knows who he really is. This um, dude's writing this while like a, somebody's getting raped in the next room eating Cheetos. <laughs> uh, but it says, uh, this movie, which is in quotes, is a textbook example of how, how not to shoot films. Why does he keep putting movie in quotes? Yeah, because he doesn't believe that it's a movie, apparently. Uh, horrible on every conceivable level. Horrible is too weak of a word. It's way beyond horrible. A new word is needed. The acting... There's probably a word for that, dumbass. <laughs> yeah. Just look it up. There's a thing called the internet. Like atrocious or something like that. Right. The acting is ridiculously bad, which of course is to be expected from Mr. Stoneface Mumble Reeves. Stoneface Mumble Reeves. (laughs) His previous abomination, Man of Tai Chi, has to be seen to be believed. The bad guy was even worse, as impossible as it sounds. The love interest and the bad witch, uh, almost at the same level. Masterfully bad. It takes serious dedication to get that bad. I shit you not. Hey, new drinking game. Say, take a shot every time this guy says bad. Right. You'd be fucked. You'd be up. fucked up already. <laughs> Anytime he says horrible or bad, you'd be fucked up already because he's used it a bunch. Um, uh, Mark puts movies in our movie and quotation movies and movie and quotation marks. Yeah. Um, every time he says movies, I feel like doing like Doctor Evil and like. Movies. Movies. <laughs> with air quotes with your fingers, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
it says the dialogue was the dumbest, flattest, emptiest, random bunch of words ever. There's barely any dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> it works as a comedy though, but somehow I vaguely suspect this wasn't the this wasn't the intent this wasn't intentional. It works as a comedy. Yeah, I remember <laughs> when one day it was committing. You know that part when you know when Lord Osano is basically like committing ritual seppuku, Ooh, yeah, and he's seppuku, like, he's like ah! <laughs> and you're like, oh my god, that's, that's hilarious. So funny. He's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you if that's what you think. When you're watching this movie, if you think this is a comedy, you are a fucking psychopath. Because you about two people that can't actually be together in this lifetime. Yeah. Uh, Kai basically having to save everyone. Uh, being an outcast, a slave, treated like shit. And also... Still remains loyal even to the end. Yep, even till the end because he knows they're good people. That's just their ways. Yeah. So, you know... But Keanu Reeves can't act, right? No. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. It says, uh, the director should be banned from making films ever again. Dude, just don't. Please. The people who wrote the screenplay should be sent to work the land somewhere in Texas and never be let near a computer again. Or a pen. Or a sand pit. the land? Is he talking about slavery? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the people who wrote the screenplay, which is in all quotes... Uh, should be sent to work the land somewhere in Texas and never be let near a computer again. Do we know if the people that wrote the screenplay are black? Because this would just be very upsetting. No, I don't know. <laughs> we might need to look up and see who wrote this. Like, see if they're actually, like, if they're some kind of a, of a minority. <laughs> all white guys. It's all white guys? Yep. But that's so fucked up. That's still fucked up, really. Yeah. White guys are not, but I'm just saying... That, that is that is really messed up. <laughs> so it continues. Horrible editing, too. Surprisingly enough, the DP, which uh, he means director of photography, uh, was probably <laughs> the only guy on set who knew uh, what, what he was doing. A couple of mildly interesting shots shine like pearls and dung. Uh... <laughs> This dude's horrible at analogies. The worst thing is the complete lack of respect for Japanese culture and tradition. Sincere and heartfelt Why do people con- keep saying that? Sincere and heartfelt condolences to any Japanese person reading this. You know how Americans usually portray non-Americans? Well, it's way worse the, than that this time. <laughs> Everyone always wants to like say like Japan, we're sorry. You ghost in the shell. You deserve better. Forty seven Rona, you deserve better. They don't give a shit. They don't honestly give a fuck. You know, it's like because like like when we and we we covered a lot of this in the Ghost in the Shell episode, but they literally like ask people on the street in Japan, what do you think about Scarlet being casted as the major? And they're like, eh, yeah, she could do it. That's cool. You know, because Japanese people don't think about that shit. We are way too... They're not racist. This country has two versions of racism. Yeah. They have, we have blatant racism, the people that are outspoken about it, and then you have this closeted racism, which is what this guy's doing. Yeah. Which is trying to so overly uh, look like they're defending the race, but they're actually just being racist. Because all they're doing is hurting a Japanese-based movie. Yeah. By attacking the only person that's not Japanese in it. Mm-hmm. And what do you call that? Racism. Right. <laughs> because the whole thing is, is that 
to say that this is dis that this is disgraceful or disrespectful to Japanese people. If it was, do you think Japanese actors would have and actresses would have worked on this fucking Especially movie? Especially the caliber of actors and actresses they got in this movie. Right. These people don't have to be in this movie. They have other movies to be in. Yeah. They did this movie because they believed in this movie. No, you're shitting on Japanese culture, friend. Yeah. You are. Because <laughs> a lot of the people that are in this movie are really well known in Japan, you know? And they have... Very successful. They don't need yeah. this fucking money. No. They don't even need the fame. They're, they're, they're gods amongst Japanese actors. Yeah. Asian actors in general. They don't need this. They wanted to do this. They wanted to work with Hyun. Yeah, <laughs> and they and also like to say that this is a bad representation of Asian culture. There is nothing racist about this movie at all because the costumes that they wear are period accurate to how kimonos look, uh, samurai armor. Like we already went over this. Like yeah, everything like, that's in this movie is accurate to the time. The things that's being said about this was the exact same things that were being said about the Last Samurai, and all the things about the Last Samurai that was being said was by people that didn't watch the movie. Yeah. They thought it was about a white guy being a samurai. That's not what that movie's about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing, is that people will call that racist and then not watch it. And then people were like, why does this get such bad publicity? It's like, because a lot of times, if you hear that something is racist, you'd automatically believe it instead of watching it for yourself. This is a problem that we have on movies a lot. People want to call something racist or say that it it doesn't adhere to the original source and all this kind of stuff. They said the same thing about Ghost in the Shell. It doesn't adhere to the original source. There's tons of shit in that movie that mirrors what Mamoru Oshii did on the original 95 version of Ghost in the Shell. It mirrors the manga. It mirrors the TV show. But if you don't know what Ghost in the Shell is... You might watch that and go like, well, this shit doesn't make sense. Why is she white? It doesn't fucking matter what Motoko is. Actually, a lot of the things that's going on in America where they're having problems, where they're doing like, oh, this whitewashing thing, people come back and they're like, oh, they blackwashed this or they did it. All that's because of um, ignorance. Yeah. It's cultural ignorance and it's just spread and poisoned American society. It really has. It's just everyone wants to be right or on a side mm -hmm. you know oh there's too many black people there's too many white people there's, there's too, too many, many this, this this now if you're telling me that a studio is casting a movie and saying we only want white people in it then yes rally up and shut it down <laughs> but how many studios do that i'm pretty sure none because you always see it now that you just be like, oh, oh crap, we got a bunch of white people. Let, let's get a black guy in it. Now, I will go ahead and say, if there's no race call and everyone's going in for auditions and then an audition just so happens to favor one side or the other and then people complain about it, too fucking bad. Casting uh, auditions are for a reason. Yeah. The best person should get the part. Remember this the stuff that people said about John Boyega playing a black stormtrooper? Remember that shit? Yeah, no, yeah. They were like stormtroopers aren't black people. It's like, how the fuck do you know? How do you know? George <laughs> Lucas created this universe. Yeah, motherfuckers. George Lucas created it and they're not clones, so guess who can be stormtroopers? Right. Any fucking body. You're talking about a whole galaxy. Yeah. You think 
not a single black person's a stormtrooper? Yeah. You're a fucking racist. Yeah, if you're like, well, stormtroopers aren't black, they're supposed to be clones. The clones have died by this point. Yeah. There are no more clones. They're age accelerated. They die off pretty fucking fast. They didn't even, most of them didn't even make it to the, like, original trilogy of Star Wars. So, to say that, that it's racist because there's a black stormtrooper, it's like, no, that you're racist because you're putting, you're basically saying that stormtroopers can't be black, which is fucking retarded. Yeah, did you, did you see that on a poster in the Death Star or something? That doesn't exist. <laughs> it's like, we accept all stormtroopers, except the black ones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and that's the thing. Like, and you John Boyega is a more, uh, an amazing actor. I'm pretty sure he wasn't cast it when they're just like, let's, let's have a black stormtrooper. They're like, let's get somebody to play Finn. And they audition hundreds of people, and they're like, John Boyega is awesome. Let's cast him yeah. as Finn. They weren't like, this specifically has to be a black person. I'm pretty sure there was no casting call for specifically a black person. For no, because I don't think, I mean, I'm pretty sure if you watch, look at the script, it doesn't say that, that Finn is a darker complexed man. He's yeah, just called Finn. They don't mention his color in Star Wars, so why should you mention his color? Like, no. Lando Calrissian, I'm pretty sure he wasn't like... Hey, we need a black guy to play Lando. They're just like we got Billy D. Williams. This is awesome. We got Billy D. Williams wants to play Lando. Fuck yeah, let's. This is awesome. Roll, yeah. I mean, and if you think that they're just like, oh well, we need a black guy in this movie, then that's that studio probably should be under fire. But I don't think that's how they they. Lucasfilm isn't like that. Lucasfilm isn't like that, and Marvel isn't like that. Yeah, I mean, Lucas himself is married to a black woman, so. And, you know, Marvel, you know, Idris Elba in the last Thor movie, he was a huge part of it. Heimdall's a fucking badass. He's awesome in that movie. I mean, he's basically... We need more Heimdall! <laughs> Heimdall! Yes. Especially when in he... In Korg. Yeah, Korg. <laughs> just, you know, just because we're sidetracked just for a minute on See 47 you later, <laughs> See you later, new duck. See you later, new duck. Korg in that movie is like one That's of the, the director. That dude is awesome. That was one of my favorite characters in that movie, besides Valkyrie, because she's smoking hot. But there's a lot of really good characters Love you, in that Tessa. movie. Yeah, yeah, Shh. Tessa Thompson. Even Kate Blanchett, like, look, she makes destroying shit look hot. <laughs> she does. That mascara and stuff. And that outfit she's in. Like, Kate Blanchett is she's you know, she's kind of an older lady now, but God, her body still looks damn good for her age. Man. Shit. And then you see Tessa Thompson as like Valkyrie, and you're like, damn, there's some like really hot women in this universe. You can tell she's an Asgardian immediately when she fell off the side of the ship, drunk. Yeah. Total Asgardian. Yeah, exactly, because that seems like some shit Thor would do. He would just be too fucked up to, to go claim the bounty, you know. Uh, but, uh, so, uh, back to uh, our uh, Russian friend's comments here, uh, Mr. Nikola. Um, this is the part, and I'll, I'll cut off the rest of this because most of this he other shit. Deserve his whole comment to no. be heard. Yeah, but this part really got me. Uh, pretty much the only entertaining moments were when, out of mind-numbing boredom, I started making farting sounds in the middle of tons of meaningful, intense, long gaze situations. After that, I slept for twenty minutes, missing, according to my girlfriend. He has no girlfriend. <laughs> the final fight scene and waking up just in time for the grand finale. And I never sleep during a movie, out of respect for the people who put so much effort in it. I couldn't care less this time. I just wish I could get those two hours of my life back somehow. It sounds like you slept through them. 
So the thing is, is that you're going to talk about how this movie is. You slip through part of it. And whether you have the girlfriend or not is, is, is immaterial. But you, you slept for about 20 minutes. You missed basically the final... I'm assuming he missed the fight between the witch and Kai. You know, when they're like fighting uh, in the castle. And then like, you know, uh, Mika, she uh, turns on Kira and tries to stab him with the dagger and shit. When they're running around the hallways and trying to escape the, the Ronin and all that kind of stuff. Like that's a pretty intense scene because you got a lot of shit going on. There's like a giant battle outside between like the Ronin and all the Kira's guards and all this kind of shit. And then this guy's like, eh, this is fucking boring. Nah, I know what really happened. Like, through all this, all this bitching or whatever, let's say he does have a girlfriend they're watching this movie. His girlfriend just says, you know what? I'd fuck the shit out of Keanu Reeves. And he's like, oh, fuck this movie! Yeah. <laughs> maybe, fuck this maybe movie. that's where all this hate comes from. Like, somebody else's girlfriend being like, Oh, yeah. Keanu's hot. Fuck this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, this next one, this one's a little bit shorter. Uh, but I, th I think this is... Uh, this is the uh, this wasn't the first time I saw this. I saw this, some of this sentimentality repeated a few times. Uh, this is just the one that I actually kept like it. Uh, but it, this one, they gave it a 1 out of 10, you know, because, of, of course. It's just the norm. Yes, yeah, the norm at this point. Uh, mediocre movie full of cliche Disney Hollywood imagery. You don't have to put Disney in quotations. Yeah. Uh, this is made by Bolivaro, and this is uh, March of 2014. So this is a few, few months after the movie came out. Uh, too many cliches, uh, uh, too many cliche images of black equals dark. Or black dark equals evil and reddish warm equals good. Uh, more like a Disney cartoon for kids than a serious movie. Mm. How many ritual uh, seppukus do you see in, like, you know, Ben 10? Or, I don't know. The last um, one I can think of was Snow White. Didn't she die? <laughs> didn't the dwarves, like, commit seppuku? <laughs> That's so retarded. Remember on Paw Patrol when like the dogs couldn't yeah, save somebody yeah, yeah. and they they failed their lord and had to commit something? <laughs> Marshall and Chase, they're like, we gotta commit something. <laughs> we have dishonored our family. <laughs> you know because that makes total sense. Yeah. Um, the villains, <laughs> the villains are too cliche in their need to kill and murder everyone, and the good guys too cliche in their need to protect the smallest farmer. As samurai of feudal Japan, not speaking of their Ronin status later in the movie. Ridiculous costumes for certain characters do the rest. Cliché romance between underdog and high-ranking woman. It's the 101 of movie making. No surprises, no tension. Predictable to the end. The action is also very standard. <laughs> standard. They put a T instead of a D. I'm actually saying that how it's spelled. Very standard. Everyone needs to know the standard of our show. Right. We have a lot of standards here. Standart uh, with us. Yeah. Uh, with no surprises. Let's make or... some standart shirts. <laughs> the action is also very standard. Uh, with no surprises or anything remotely noteworthy. A standard swordplay boringly choreographed. He said standart again. Yeah. No bother to go in and like correct himself, because why would you fuck he that? He was so mad. I barely understood any of that. Yeah. Um, it says, yes, Keanu Reeves plays a more supporting character, which supporting is in quotes again, uh, which often helps since he is one of the worst actors I know. But any scene with him certainly does not help this movie. Oh, 
Yeah, the the movie feels more like either a kids movie aged eight to sixteen, or like a over or like an over budgeted film project of some undergrads learning one hundred and one of cliche cinematography and movie writing. Is that at the school of Michael Bay? I, I don't know. That's no. That's cliche one hundred and one. Uh, it says avoid or watch when you have no better options and are bored out of your skull. And as such, I count any black and white Japanese samurai movie. Avoid or watch it. Yeah, <laughs> avoid Good this. Advice. But if you're bored, eh, you can watch, watch it. it. Watch it. You know, right. avoid it. I give it a one out of ten. Avoid it or watch it. <laughs> right. <laughs> because it's a standart movie. Right. <laughs> it's a standart movie. Yeah. Okay, so this one, this one literally. Uh, there was one of them that I, I was literally like looking at it, and it made me laugh out loud. But the, the only the title was good; the substance of it was bullshit. But basically, when I was flipping through, and they they went over some of the same points that I already have in some other things. But the name of it was multi level rape. And I was like, what the fuck? And then I read the substance of what their comment was, and I'm like, I'm not going to use this because this is bad. But I am going to call it out as like a really bad title for you. Multi-level rape. Multi-level rape. Okay. Probably what he was convicted of. (laughs) Yes. Somebody might know, apparently. (laughs) Um, But, uh, okay, so this this one literally made me laugh out loud again because of how... How fucked up one of these comments is. So it's it's they gave it a two out of ten, and it says waste of time, and it's made by uh, Yage Search. Uh, Yage Search. Yage Search. I don't know what the fuck that's supposed to be, but it's December of 2013, and it says, uh, "What if cowboys put on beret in the western? <laughs> what if Hamlet puts on short shorts?" Hold on. Speaking of Hamlet. Uh, you know Keanu Reeves in play form whenever he was younger played one of the best Hamlets ever in plays Critical reviews him that they think he was the best Hamlet ever in plays and yet he can't act he also plays Jonathan Harker in Dracula and they just butcher him over that yeah but literally Keanu Reeves on the play um they consider him like the best Hamlet ever. <laughs> you know how hard that is to get that type of review in a play. Yeah. In New York City. And there's there's people that do Shakespearean actor that do Shakespearean acting as like one of their uh, things, like one of their main things that they do in their career. Because Sir Patrick Stewart has played in, in many Shakespearean plays. I think he's even done Hamlet, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Keanu Reeves is considered the best one that the most critics have ever seen play Hamlet. Right. Hamlet. You know how hard it is to do that? Anyway. Shakespearean you're, acting is tough. It's, it's, it's really That's hard. That's why when you learn to act, you learn Shakespeare first. Dudes used to have to dress up like chicks because chicks couldn't be in plays. I mean, that yeah. shit was crazy back in Shakespeare. Just watch Shakespeare in Love. You'll you'll find out all but about Shakespeare that shit. Shakespeare was definitely gay. Yeah. <laughs> Is that scandalous? <laughs> I don't know if that's true. You know what? Some of the best people... But I know Da Vinci are... was definitely gay. Da Vinci was gay? You know what? He made some amazing shit, so I'm not mad at it. 
Bang it out. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, what you what you do with with a dick is your own private business. But if you're that good of an inventor, maybe maybe being gay helped him somehow. It did. It gave him the advantage. He didn't have to deal with all the women's bitching. I'm just kidding. You're right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Um, so I'm if you want, if you want to send hate I'm, mail, send it to send it at beyond yahoo.com. I'm just kidding. I'm married. I can say that. Yeah, a, <laughs> you haven't met his wife. Anyway, um, say it to her. You're she right. laughs. Sometimes. Sometimes. Um, but it says uh, there are so many strange hairstyle and, and outfits as 18th century Japanese samurai and women in the film. The shogun does not look like shogun in any any periods uh, in Japan. He looked Chinese to me. <laughs> Mika. Oh my god, did you just say he looked Chinese to He me? looked like Chinese to me. That's Karihiro Yuki Tagawa. He's definitely Japanese. Oh my god. Uh, Mika, a daughter of Lord Asano, must be noble. But her way of putting on kimono looks like whore. <laughs> Sometimes she dressed like Princess Leia. Oh my god. <laughs> what is this person? That... that I literally fucking laughed out loud. I like how he says look like Princess Leia in Star Wars <laughs> compared to Princess Leia in... Anything else, yeah. <laughs> Remember Princess Leia and Buck Rogers, you know? <laughs> Buck Rogers. Bucky Larson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but her way of putting on kimono looks like horror. <laughs> I was like, okay, first of all, there's literally no sex at all in this movie. And there's there, there's practically... no point in this movie where she looks like a whore. No. <laughs> <laughs> and she doesn't put her kimono on like a whore. She doesn't wear it like a whore. There's literally no sex in this movie. The only nudity you see is Keanu different. topless. Yeah. You know, I mean, because Ken is a beautiful man, so yeah, he can he's do like, that. I have no shirt on. People are like, oh, he dressed like whore. <laughs> he dressed like whore. Wear your kimono like a man. <laughs> but the thing that gets me is that, like, also, a part of me was thinking, like, do you think that Adam Driver watched this and was like, oh, Keanu can be shirtless. I'm going to be shirtless as Kylo Ren. Yeah, I definitely do. <laughs> I definitely do. Adam Driver definitely got a lot of inspiration for Kylo Ren from Keanu Reeves. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't think that, Adam Driver, we're watching you because I see a lot of it in there. Like, even your movements seems a lot. It seems Keanu very Keanu-like, -like, yeah. And the shirt-off thing. Does seem like you're like I think I can pull that off. I can too. do that shit too. You did a good job. Got a lot to learn. Yeah. Got a lot to learn, grasshopper. <laughs> uh, but it says the art direction also looks so cheap. I do not know how the production spent one hundred and seventy-five million dollars. This is the worst samurai film ever made. If you uh, like Mondo samurai films, I recommend The Summer of Samurai, oh, nineteen eighty-six, made in West Germany. Because West Germany knows how to make a fucking samurai movie. <laughs> we explained the 175 million. That's not the director or the movie's fault. That's Universal's fault. Yeah. Universal gets a little stupid sometimes. Yeah, Universal has a tendency to kind of like fuck with things they don't need to, you know? No, it has to be better. It has to be better. Let the director do his fucking job, and if it doesn't work, then fire him. Right. I mean, let, let the guy work. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you just need to leave shit alone. It's like John Carter wasn't a bust. They spent too much fucking money on the movie. It was fine. Yeah. It made they good just, money. It they just, just they spent too much. Money. I mean, you can't spend, you know, 
$300 million on a movie, and when you make, you know, $350, you are like, well, that wasn't what we expected. It's like, well... You spent all your fucking money. You made no profits because you spent too much. Uh, it's like John Gruden always says, you can't go broke taking a profit. Boom. <laughs> Welcome back, Gruden. <laughs> Welcome back, John Gruden. Uh, but anyway... Uh, Today's podcast was sponsored by John Gruden and Corona. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it's not because we're not drinking Corona. Well, Steve is. He's drinking I, a Corona actually, right now. Yeah, I actually have a Corona because I'm still drinking my founder's Dirty Bastard, but I'm drinking this uh, Corona Premier, the new stuff, the even lighter Corona. It tastes like light Corona. Yeah. It's like Corona light, but lighter, like Michelob Ultra, <laughs> but with a Corona flavor. Yeah. That's actually pretty good. They paid us $10 million to say that. <laughs> yeah, fuck. No, if, they, if we ever got $10 million, we wouldn't be recording this in a shed. <laughs> That's for damn we sure. Have a studio. We'd have an actual studio. With two mics. Yeah. Because <laughs> right now we're doing shit with one. Because, uh, we're, we're, you know, we, <laughs> like us, we're broke. Like us! <laughs> um, but it says, uh,. This next one, and this one is, is kind of small. That's why I kept it. But it's also, like, just as ridiculous. So it says, 47 Ronin, the film that changed the planet. Yes! <laughs> and it says, R. Knowlton. Uh, and th- that's the person's uh, username on IMDb. And this is January of 2014. And it says, 47 Ronin was an incredibly dull film. All I could think about during the viewing of this film was Ronin Keating. The film's title was a major distraction, and I found it hard to concentrate on the movie. Overall, I had a negative cinema experience that leaves me feeling isolated and helpless. At a critical point in the film, I spilled my drink, Sprite, and it overflowed on my lap. Whoa, 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 whoa! (laughs) He spilled Sprite? He spilled Sprite in his lap, and it just fucked him up forever. Okay, okay. Um, you guys pay attention to that part. It's going to come back. It says, I feel as though the power of Keanu Reeves' acting should have detracted from the sticky discomfort I felt during the rest of the movie. However, the complete and utter lifelessness of 47 Ronin left me feeling stickier than a whore in a male nudist comedy. <laughs> whore. That's the second time whore has been mentioned in these comments. Work for that sprite, whore. Work for it. <laughs> that lemon-lime deliciousness. <laughs> lemon-lime deliciousness. Get naked. You know what to do. If you want to be refreshed, you got to refresh this I- dick. I actually spent, spilt that Sprite on your breast. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta lick it off now. <laughs> That's just protocol. <laughs> what uh, the fuck? Right. <laughs> it says, I, <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying to gather this back. I often found myself zoning out whilst viewing 47 running, and now I find it difficult whilst? to count. Yeah. This guy thinks he's motherfucking Charlie Bronson. <laughs> Find it difficult to comprehend why it was put on this earth. Why did the Ronins have to die? Why not me? I found the casting of the Orientals <laughs> yes, extremely... why not you? <laughs> I says, I found the casting of the Orientals extremely realistic and considered a highlight of the film. Without the presence of the, the Orientals... casting of the Orientals... <laughs> Without... You don't... Don't... No, you never... <laughs> yeah, let me finish. Without the presence of the Orientals, I do not think that I could have considered this film respectful nor accurate. In conclusion, I found this film to be extremely disappointing. Four out of ten would not recommend. What the fuck? First I would not all, recommend you just 
keep calling them the Orientals. Nobody calls Asian people Orientals. That's so racist, that man. That seems so wrong. That's like calling a black person a jigaboo, man. Like, you don't do that. You don't do that. That's, That's fucking horrible. This dude, like, said it like he's just so smart. It's like, you know what? I'm really glad they put Orientals in this movie because at least it feels better. Don't, uh, just, just a public service announcement. Don't drink Sprite while watching this movie. Apparently it makes you really racist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think we've learned a few things from yeah. that, you know. Sprite so, makes you racist. And it's also really sticky. No, the reason that it's sticky is because you went to the wrong theater. You yeah. watched some kind of other shit. You didn't watch 47 Ronin. Yeah. Uh, but, oh man, I just think, uh, see this one, I saved this one, but I don't, I'm probably not going to go over this one. Ooh, okay, I'll, I'll use part of this one. Um, uh, let's see, I'm not going to read this whole thing, I'm just going to read like a bit of it, because I saved it for I'll one. I'll just see one word you need to say about that whole paragraph, and then just skip it. <laughs> uh, oh. Panophile. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Well, <laughs> so the, the next person and this person is, is Marty-san. Um, I guess because they decided that they're going to give themselves a, a Japanese-style username. Marty-san. They're, Marty-san. They're, they're, they're talking about the Karate Kid thing. Like, like Daniel-san. Daniel-san. Yeah. Yeah, this uh, guy's racist. <laughs> so they gave it a 1 out of 10, of course, and it says, eye-rolling, grown-out, allowed, awful. Okay. So... They they start talking about Chushingura how's, tales. Hold on, how is eye rolling groaning out loud awful? Usually, good things happen when you're doing that. Yeah, you know, especially if uh, you know if you encounter uh, you know a Japanese nobility that wears her kimono like a whore. <laughs> Damn. If you if you encounter her, oh, yeah. I look at her wearing that kimono like a. <laughs> Look at her dressed up like I a don't, slut. I don't think you can wear a kimono like a whore. I think part of me almost feels like on that comment that he was confusing Mika, Lord of Sano's daughter, and the witch because the witch, you know, kind of is meant to be sort of seductive. Yeah, but she also wears like a full dress. She wears like a full kimono. She doesn't dress like a whore. The only time that she, she maybe seems like a whore on. is when she's like she's trying to intimidate Mika and she has the knife and she was like, you know, Lord Kira says that I'm not to harm a hair on your head. And she was like, but whatever you do to yourself is, is none of my business. And then she does like the little throat cut motion to her. She, she looks kind of seductive and stuff like that. But even then, you still see no nudity. She still has her full kimono oh, on. She's just it's a just sexy loose. Chick. Yeah, that's Rico Kinkuchi, so... Yeah. Yeah. That's that's not a whore if you're sexy. That's not being a whore. No, you can be sexy and not be considered a whore. Stop, stop slut-shaming people. Yeah, stop slut-shaming people. <laughs> this is all written by dudes. Like this, we, is, this is definitely 100% There's no woman all at all. dudes. Yeah. For one, I doubt any chicks have watched this movie. <laughs> Unless it was to see Keanu. I could see that. Um... But uh, Except it's, that one dude girlfriend, and she was like, Keanu's hot. He's like, Aah! But, uh, yeah, exactly. But you, you skip ahead a little bit in this comment. He says, you might think I'm exaggerating. I am not. Uh, I like most things Japanese. Food, culture, history, anime, films, kendo, which I practiced for several years. <laughs> and so I look forward to this movie. I knew absolutely nothing about it before I saw it last night with a friend who was also a kendoist. And Japanophile. We were both shaking our heads and groaning in disappointment throughout most of the film. Don't use the word Japanophile. 
Is that even a word? The I whole think, thing. I think you he's know what like, that's he's called? a pedophile and he's Japanese. So Japanese he's a pedophile. He like he likes he likes little Japanese kids. It's oh like, gosh, ah, that's, that's such a gross up. word. I think he thought he was. These guys are not condoist either. Yeah, kendoist. <laughs> it's like, but the, is that even like how you'd say that kendoist? Like somebody who practices the martial arts kendo. How I would you say that? I don't think you would say kendoist. Would you say kendoist? I don't even know if that's right. Look that shut up. Yes, yeah, so I'm gonna <laughs> say. Uh... But the whole the 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 word that they use for a Japanophile is what a weeaboo, right? Isn't that what they use? It's like somebody who's like kind of like really big into Japanese culture. You know, they probably date a Japanese person. They're real big into anime. They're real, you know, they have probably learned some Japanese. You know, they might have even moved to Japan, you know, to, uh, you know, to live there and that kind of thing. But There's no... <laughs> like, what would you call a practitioner of kendo? Uh, kenshi? Kenshi? Yeah, there's no mention of uh, kendoist. Kendoist, so that's not a word. It's not a word. It's either kenjutsu or uh, kenshi. Okay. So there's kendoist. He just made that shit up. He made that shit up to make himself so seem it, cool. And it's loosely kind of the practice of samurai, but it's not. That's a totally different practice. It's just kind of like a... Because to be a samurai is something different than being, you know, a kendoist. <laughs> which like, doesn't I, exist apparently so yeah but that's one of the things too i think that you know like when people want to say that they're like a, a japanophile or like a weeaboo or something like that a lot of people look down on that and they're like well you're just like really you're embracing a culture that isn't yours and it's like you're trying too hard. It's like some people are just fascinated with like Japanese culture, you know. That's why, you know, like I watch anime from time to time, you know. I mean, there's parts of like, you know, Japan's culture that I like, you know. I'm not going to say that I'm like a weeaboo or anything because I'm not. I'm not like that into it that like I have like a waifu body pillow and like all that kind of stuff, you know. I just like... I like Asian culture like a lot of people do, but it's not like, you know, I'm, I'm going to be some kind of like weird creepy person. To, like everything I do is based around like Japanese people or Japanese history. It's like, no, it's like I have a respect for the history. I have a respect for the traditions and stuff like that. And we, we, you know, we, we've always been really big into like Asian culture because we watch a lot of martial arts movies and on monkey motherfuckers. We, we eat Chinese food all the time, <laughs> all the time, like all the time. So that, that means like we're part Chinese. <laughs> so we're basically related. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That means we're like, um, that's weird. Cause that, that makes us like fucking related, <laughs> you know? Um, but, uh, the thing the, the, I have one more comment, and I saved this one because of how ridiculous the opening of this was. One more comment. One, one more, more comment. comment. One more comment. So it says that I give it a 1 out of 10, and it says, So tired of Japan and the samurai and the honor, so glamorized oh, crap. Oh, God, so annoying. All this Japanese stuff that I'm forced to watch. Oh, they come out every year with this Japanese stuff. <laughs> So this is made by uh, 
Hagaglad? <laughs> I don't even know how you say that. Hagaglad? You think you mean David Dukes? <laughs> I don't know. It might be as maybe as racist, but um, this is uh, January of 2014, of course, and it says uninspired plagiarism of bits of Robin Hood, yep, Lord this, of the Rings, this was before that, that, Zelda game, that. Gladiator, etc. Totally crap. Seems like nothing. Uh, it seems like nothing is original. And yes, I think the whole world are feed up with Japan and its yep, swords. Totally feed up, bro. <laughs> and its swords and highly glamorized culture. Uh, period. Of course, honor, comma. <laughs> adventure. Adventure. Flashbacks and love in the 1700 century Japan. Sword fetishism. The 1700th century Japan? Yeah. Sword fetishism and wary, loose, base of, oh, real, real? of real actually occurrence. Period. Keanu wants his revenge. The humor in this movie is a thick brother Tuck character. Not so funny, really. And most of all, it has been done many times before. Not directly boring, but still, waste your time one uh, another movie than this. Okay. Hopefully so, we don't see a lot of this kind of movie in the future and place. Enough about Japan. How about Korea or something new? There's nothing interesting about Korea for one. <laughs> that's, that, that's, that's probably kind of racist. We, we, we yeah, like hold Korea. On, hold on. Tell me, tell South me. Korea. Not oh, yeah, North yeah. Korea. I'm, Fuck North yeah. Korea. Let's get some South Korean movies. Pretty sure they have something cool. Yeah. You know what? Fuck North Korea. But, okay. So, here we go. If you read that comic, play it back and then play it again. And please, send us a translation. Because <laughs> I'm reading that verbatim. Like, you you saw me try to read that as it is. Beyond the hate at Yahoo.com, please send us a translation to that so we can read it. Right. <laughs> because that did not seem of Earth. No. No, definitely not. Sounded like Chewbacca wrote it. <laughs> That's and I'm not Han Solo. Right, we don't, can't understand that shit. This motherfucker typed a hate message in Wookiee. <laughs> yeah. You could have just, just had like roll all the way through that and would have been like, okay, okay that makes sense. That <laughs> does make sense. <laughs> <laughs> but like the whole idea that people are like, that this guy's like, oh, I'm sick of Japan, seriously. It's like, well... Fuck Japan! Fuck Japan! The place is awful! It's like... No, it's not, people. It's like, the reason that, like, Japan still has uh, a lot of people that are interested in it is because they have such an interesting culture. I mean, why do you think we, we still make movies about Japanese culture? Why do you think anime is such a big industry? Because it's just... It's the things about Japan... And we make fun of Japan sometimes with, like, weird-ass inventions and crazy shit... But it's a really good it's a really good country. Everybody you know? should be able to make fun of everybody in, in, in culture and in We're Americans. Culture. We make fun of ourselves all the fucking time. All the time. You know, I was messing up the name and you know, <laughs> we were having a good time. Everything's supposed to anything that you can lightly, you know not hate, but just like kinda joke about with friends and everything like that. Nothing very negative. That's that's good. That helps people move forward. Comedy. That's why comedy is such a big thing. Uh, some of the you know comedians years ago helped break racial tension by talking about 
you know, the things that happen in America. Now everybody gets sensitive about that stuff, and I think it's just kind of building back up. Yeah. And that's not good. You know, everybody needs to be more open and more everything to cultures. You know, they need to be more acceptable of cultures, which it doesn't make any sense why they're not to me, because, you know, just people. They might believe different things, but they're all just people, and they're they're cool. I mean, everything's everything being different is awesome. You, you don't want anything to be the same. No. Because that's boring. That's, you, that's why you want to explore different cultures. You, you like to see different things. You like to see different directors' takes on movies. You want to see people's point of views of things. You don't want everybody to conform into one, one thought. That's just not, that's not good Yeah. For the, for the world. And Keanu is one of those guys in this you know, 47 Ronin movie that he, he put a lot of work into it and a lot of heart. Because he believes he took this in, seriously. Yeah, he, he believes in culture. He wasn't like, I want to be the white person in a Japanese movie. He he thought that he could be um, the key to Americans accepting Japanese culture. Right. And and that's the thing too is that people think that like people in Japan only like Japanese stuff. Not the case. They love American they stuff. They love American stuff more than Americans probably love American stuff. What is the biggest sport in Japan? Baseball. Baseball. It's bigger in Japan than it is here. Yeah. And definitely. we're the country that fucking invented baseball. Yeah. They fucking love baseball in Japan. It's like China with basketball. Yeah, exactly. Like, they fucking love that shit in China. Yeah, Yao Ming went back to China, made more money over there than he made over here. It's right. ridiculous. Um, but, you know, the other thing, too, is that, like, people in, in K, people love KFC in Japan. And they, they love, like, McDonald's and, like, all kinds of different American fast food. People yeah, will, like, seriously, people <laughs> will, like, seriously wait in line to get buckets from KFC in Japan because they love it that much. Because, they, they you know, they call it the colonel. You know, they, they love the colonel because they love, like, American fried chicken because it's different. It's not the kind of shit that they have in their culture because fried chicken's, like, not a Japanese thing at all. No. Like, they normally don't do that kind of shit. I mean, you have, you know, things it's like... America. You have things like, 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 like tempura, which is basically, like, it's like fried Japanese food. But it, tempura is nothing like American, like, fried chicken, like churches and like KFC and like that kind of stuff. But that's the thing. They take part of our culture and things like McDonald's and KFC and baseball and like American style things. They listen to heavy metal over there. I mean, how many times have you seen Slipknot go over to Japan and he talks to those people in Japanese and they're like, ah, Slipknot, fuck yeah. They fucking love American stuff over there. But nobody like ever gets onto them about it. Like in America, you know, we have Chinese restaurants. We have Japanese restaurants. Like the other day, I went and ate sushi for lunch just because I felt like having sushi. You know, so it's like... This is America. We can do that shit. This is America. We can basically get whatever kind of food we want to. But the other thing, too, is we can also have whatever kind of culture we want to. It's, you know, some days, randomly, I might just be like, Oh, you know what? I want, like, Jamaican jerk chicken. So I'm going to go down to the Jamaican restaurant and get that. You know, but... It's like, I think sometimes people are always like, well, if you like another culture too much, it's weird. It's not weird. It just means that you're, you're growing yourself. 
You know, you're accepting other cultures into your own. You can accept other cultures. Now, yeah. whenever you try to act like you're from that culture and you're not, then yeah, that does get a little weird. That's but a little you can like You can like a culture as much as you want. You should actually like experiment or not experiment. That's a bad word. <laughs> um... Uh, you should you should experience. That's what. Yeah, I mean. there we go. That sounds a Most lot better. Culture experiment makes it sound like you should like experiment with these other weirdos. Uh, but no, no, uh, we're not. That's in, not we're what not. I mean. I'm in, uh, experience. Uh, I misspeak sometimes, especially when I'm drinking dirty bastard. Right. Yeah. Um, because you know we are in fact dirty bastards. <laughs> we're not actually. No, actually, technically, I am a bastard. <laughs> and glorious bastards. Yeah, right. Yeah. Technically, I am a bastard because uh, I was, I was, uh, you know, my parents got, you know, married when I was already conceived. But you know, hey, <laughs> are you a Ronin? I am not. Oh, he is not a samurai without a master. Right? Okay. Yeah, definitely not that. <laughs> well, this has been Beyond the Hate, and uh, we'll see you next time. Peace. Yeah, I think that's a good note to end on. <laughs>